You're listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast with Paula B, and this is episode number 25. It's another great day in the Fitness Matters Podcast neighborhood. You guys, every week we talk about the fitness matters that matter to you, and this one... This one really matters more than you think. And I feel like I say that a lot lately because I feel like, you know, the longer we do this Fitness Matters podcast, I think we're getting a little bit deeper every time. We're uncovering more layers of the onion. And I I have a question for you. Speaking of uncovering layers of the onion, I have a question for you. And it's very simple, but that doesn't mean it's easy. What do you want? Do you think about that very often? Do you think about what you want? And if so, that's awesome. I mean, I'm super happy for you because I know that we do talk a lot about what you want and what your goals are. But do you ever think about what you don't want in relation to your goal? This is this is the layer that we're digging at today. This is the, the peel of the onion that we are pulling back today. You know, we do talk about goals a lot around here. And and I know that I know that lots of you are still kind of struggling with the idea of setting goals at all, and I totally get that. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and take it this extra step today so that Maybe it'll even help clarify a little bit why setting your goal feels kind of difficult sometimes. But this is is really more specifically for those of us who have already kind of bought into the whole goal thing. <laughs> when we set goals for ourselves, goals are goals are relatively simple. I mean, I, I know, especially if you do struggle with setting them, that it might not feel very simple. But goals are actually really straightforward. Whether or not you set, you know, smart goals that are measurable and actionable and time-bound and all that kind of stuff, goals, generally speaking, especially if you set goals the way that I have taught you in the past, where you define them, where you literally sit down and define every single aspect of it so that it is objective and as much as possible measurable. Goals are relatively easy. But today, we're actually talking about defining personal success, which sounds very goal-oriented. It sounds like we're talking about goals. And we are, but we're talking about the layer that's underneath your goal. And I'm going to tell you what I mean by telling you a story. Somewhat recently, which wasn't all that recently, but it's recently enough that I'm going to go ahead and use that word, I got asked a question over in the Killer Beehive, which is my private, super interactive Facebook group where every week I host a Q&A session where you can literally ask me anything. I mean, it tends to be fitness related. Every once in a while, we'll, we'll pop up with friends trivia and, and other personal stuff, but, but it's very fitness related. And and I absolutely love it. I mean, it's it's one of my hands down favorite parts of my job. I love answering questions. In fact, I think I'm I'm better at answering questions than just coming up with things to talk about on my own. But I got asked this question about being able to do push-ups um, by a woman who was talking about how she's been working on weight loss and you know she's super close to her weight loss goal, but she really had it in her head that she wanted to be able to do full push-ups on her toes. And she was working towards it and had been doing planks and had been doing knee push-ups and had been doing strength work. 
And then, and during the course of this question, she started talking about bone health and how at her age she was worried about the, the health of her bones and, you know, still working on weight loss. And it kind of turned into a little bit of a jumble and while she was talking about doing the push-ups and working on the plank and how she had really started dreading doing the plank and she was thinking about doing some other kind of plank instead. And the crux of her question was asking me, you know, what could she do to be able to do full push-ups with ease because she was feeling so frustrated. And I kind of, I kind of glossed over it on purpose because I wanted to hear, I wanted to know if you would hear it. Her goal was to do full push-ups on her toes. But her definition of success, her definition of personal success was being able to do full push-ups with ease. That, my friends, is very different from being able to do full push-ups. If your goal is being able to do full push-ups, that is very objective. That is 100% definable. You will get down on the floor. You will have your hands and your toes on the floor. You will bend your elbows to a more or less 90 degree angle, and then you will push yourself back up. Boom, full push-up on your toes. If you wanted, you could define that by how many you wanted to be able to do, say, at a time or without stopping. But you can see how that's very different than being able to do push-ups with ease. And in fact, even what I just said about defining the how many you wanted to do or how many without stopping, those are all the kinds of hidden definitions that we sometimes forget to put into our goal. When we state a goal, I mean, and I tell you this all the time too, make it simple, make it as, as easy and as single focused as you can. And that sounds so single focused. I want to be able to do full push-ups, But in your mind, there's some layer of what that's going to look like or else you haven't been successful at your goal. Even if you reach the goal, even if you get down on the ground and do a full push-up, if it wasn't easy, you won't let yourself think that you were successful. Isn't that amazing how we do that? And we all do it. I mean, this is, this is one of those hidden things that we all have somewhere deep in our minds. I hear all the time people who tell me how much weight they want to lose. And they talk to me about the numbers. This is such an objective goal. And it's fantastic. You say, I want to lose 30 pounds. And that's wonderful. But there's a part of your brain that is thinking something like, what I really want is to feel confident all the time. And I know that you think that losing 30 pounds is going to help you with your confidence. And I mean, on some level, it does because of all the skills that you learn along the way. You do end up feeling more confident about your ability to do things. Not It has nothing to do, by the way, with being 30 pounds less, less heavy than you were once before. It has everything to do with you being capable and seeing yourself as somebody who is capable of achieving a goal. In fact, I know that we talked about that one time, and I'm trying to remember what the name of the episode was. It was way back when this was the Let's Run podcast, 
and oh, it was How Losing Weight Changes You. And I will make sure that I have that in the show notes. No matter where you watch or listen, there is always a place to find the, um, the references that I'm talking about during the episode in the show notes. But here's the point that I'm getting at. When you lose 30 pounds, you might get there you might step on the scale and ta-da, you have objectively lost 30 pounds and that is fantastic, you have reached your goal. But because of your hidden definition of personal success, you're not gonna feel quite right. You're not gonna feel happy with it. You're not going to feel successful because maybe you don't feel confident all the time. Or, I mean, there are all kinds of, there are all kinds of hidden ideas that we have that we think we have to do in order to reach our goals. And these definitions of success can come from anywhere. I mean, I know sometimes we think like, especially with something like I want to be healthy, which I mean, we have had this conversation (laughs) where I don't think being healthy, and that was a heavy use of air quotes, I don't think being healthy is a great goal because it is so undefinable. But people people still tell me that all the time. So I'm just going to go with it for right now. If being healthy is your goal, make sure that you are incredibly clear how you are defining your success at being healthy. Exactly what does that mean to you? Do you think that means you can never eat sugar again? Do you think that means that you need to be vegan? Do you think that means that you need to be able to run a marathon? Do you think that means that you need to get 10 hours of sleep every night? Do you think that means that you need to meditate every day? Do you think that means that you need to do yoga? There are all kinds of things, especially in the being healthy realm, that that if you don't define them, you're never going to feel successful. I had a client one time who was allegedly working on strength. That That was the stated goal, was to get stronger. And yet every time we talked about progress and success towards this particular goal, this client referred nonstop to how he couldn't bend over and touch his toes. <laughs> and, and it was such a funny thing to me that it was so unrelated to getting stronger that, that no matter how many times I pointed out that getting stronger can occasionally, I mean, especially if you're not working on flexibility, can occasionally even hamper your flexibility. And we talked about it numerous times about how flexibility is one measure of success, but another measure of success towards your stated goal is to be able to lift heavier or do more. And it was, it was, it was a little bit clearer with, with this particular client than it was with other people who, who sometimes talk about just, you know, being healthy in general or, or losing 30 pounds, but wanting to be more confident. When, when you are constantly coming up against yourself, measuring your success one way in a way that has little or nothing to do with your stated goal, it's one of the best ways to know whether or not you have this, this hidden definition 
of success. And I will tell you that I have run up against this myself, absolutely. I have told you my stated goal is to have 1 million YouTube subscribers. I've been talking about that since the first of the year. I'm gonna be talking about it for a while because I'm still quite far away from it, but I am still working on it. That is my stated goal. I want 1 million YouTube subscribers. And that is incredibly easy to define. It is very objective. You look at the numbers. How many people have subscribed to my YouTube channel? Boom, done. When I hit 1 million, we'll know it. But I realized, recently in fact, I realized that one of my definitions of YouTube success isn't about the subscribers at all. It's about the comments. <laughs> and I, I will tell you, this is totally to the aside, but I've noticed that comments come in waves, and this is something that I've noticed for years. Like even, even way back in the day when I would only get like one or two comments a day, I would notice that over the course of like one week at a time, there would be just kind of a, I guess I'm gonna call it constructive criticism. Because it is, it, I mean, it's, it's not people being jerks. I have very, very, very few comments that are just flat out rude. But I have, I have waves of people who will leave comments with, with statements like, I really wish you would have music, for example. And in fact, that is the one that I'm hearing more recently than not. Uh, which is funny because, I mean, ordinarily they come in waves of you talk too much, <laughs> which is totally fine. That one doesn't bother me. But, but for whatever reason, this week I seem to have fielded more comments that are asking for music on the videos. And, and I know why. I've actually had I've actually had a lot of recent subscribers, who, you know, when you first come to my channel, the way I do things is very different from other fitness YouTubers. It's very different, and it takes a while to either get to know me and love me or or not. I mean, <laughs> these are your options. But so very often, it's new subscribers who will ask me about music, and and it's fine. It is what it is. I, just so you know, I'm not going to put music on my videos. There's there's a couple of reasons, and and. I I've already long since made the decision that that's just the way it's going to be and that's I'm fine with it. But anyways, I've I've received a lot of comments this week that are super well-meaning. I love your workouts. I'm having so much fun with you. I'm getting success with you. But I wish blah blah blah. And I will tell you that for me personally and maybe you feel this way too, but the that phrase I wish you would it evokes in me a feeling of letting somebody down when I don't do, you know, whatever it is that they are wishing that I would do. And I, I think that's pretty, I think that's pretty universal. I think that phrase tends to bring up that feeling for lots of us. It might not. It, it's, it's me. <laughs> I know that. And I, and I, and I have actually like fully worked through managing other people's expectations of me. But I also noticed that when I get these waves of constructive criticism comments, that what I actually wish, that, that my definition of success, is that I actually wish that everybody loved everything that I did. <laughs> and that is ridiculous. I literally couldn't even get through that sentence without laughing. It's ridiculous. When you put yourself out in the world, there are going to be so many people who don't like what you do or who like 90% of what you do but wish that that 10% was a little bit different. And I feel that way too. There are plenty of people that I follow, that I love their work, but every once in a while they'll just hit a little bit of an off note for me, which yes, was entirely unintended, but musically related. 
And, and that's fine. I still love them. I still love their work. I still follow what they do. I'm still a fan. I still subscribe. I'm still in it. But I wish they would do, you know, one or two things a little bit different. That's part of being successful is having people be critical of your work. So for me personally, this goal of wanting to achieve a million subscribers, totally doable, still on my way. But the part I need to work on is my definition of personal success. And here's the great news. Here is the thing, the reason why we're even talking about this. Your definition of personal success is one hundred percent an opinion. It is not factual. It is not related to your goal. It is not something objective. It is not something that you can prove as a fact. It's an opinion. And just really quickly, if you have not listened to the episode about facts versus opinions, I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about it a little bit here, but it, for a full explanation of facts versus opinions, make sure that you open up the show notes and, and go listen to that one too. I feel like I reference that like pretty much every podcast. Uh, in fact, at the beginning of every podcast, I should just say, hey, start here with facts versus opinions. But here's the thing. Your goal is objective and measurable. Your definition of success is an opinion and that means that you have 100% control over it. Much more so even than your goal. And I mean, your goal being objective, yes, there are tasks that you do every day and you work towards the goal. You actually have a lot of control over that too. Like, a lot of control, but there is a certain time element involved in that. Like it's going to take you a while, presumably to get your goal because you are going to have to work towards it, build skills, you know, develop strength or stamina or, you know, or whatever. I mean, there's all kinds of skills that you might need, all kinds of tasks that you might need to do on your way to your goal. But your definition of success, my friend, you can change that right now. I can change that right now. And the first thing that you have to do, in fact, of course, I've got even got practical steps. The first thing that you have to do is know what your definition of personal success is. Because we all have this hidden layer. We are all onions wrapped in a riddle and surrounded by an enigma and we all need to peel it back. When you are saying, I want to lose 30 pounds, what are you picturing? What are you actually seeing in your head? Because I can almost guarantee it's not just your toes stepping on the scale and popping up with that number. I mean, that's, you know, you might be motivated by that. That might be very exciting, but there's probably something else that you are thinking about. There's probably something that you want to do or be or have or experience from that goal of losing 30 pounds. Define it, figure out what it is, and decide whether or not you could change your mind about that right now. And I don't mean give up on it. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm saying that if you want to be confident because, quote unquote, because you've lost 30 pounds, work on being confident right now. 
you can be confident at any weight. You can successfully be confident no matter what you weigh, no matter what you look like, no matter your circumstances, no matter your fitness level. You can be confident right now by working on that opinion. I can actually be okay with constructive criticism right now no matter how many subscribers I have, no matter how often constructive criticism comments come in, I can change my definition of success. And for me, that does actually mean changing my definition. For you, it might not mean changing. It might mean changing how you work on it and working on it in addition to your goal. But so number one is simply to, to listen for it, to know what you want, what you don't want, what you think that goal is going to look like. And then step two, of course, is to decide what you want to think. I mean, for me personally, I want to think that my subscribers can want what they want from me, that it is totally okay with me to leave some people slightly unsatisfied because that's the nature of doing business. That's the nature of being an artist. Some people aren't going to 100% love what I do. And I'm going to be okay with that no matter how many subscribers I have. So having that thought that people can want what they want is something I am practicing. That's of course step three, practice the thought. <laughs> you know it is. I'm pretty sure that these same three steps are in almost everything we talk about. Listen for it, figure out what you want, and then practice thinking what you want to think. It never gets harder than that. That's the, that's the very exciting thing about working on your mindset. The steps are always the same. The tricky part, honestly, is always number one. You might never have noticed that your definition of success is different from your goal. You know, we talk so often about goals and, and that's, how we, what, that's what we want that you might not have ever thought about that other layer underneath, but now you have. And now, and now you need to go listen for it so that you can decide what you want to think and then practice thinking that new thing. My friends, you know I want to hear your definition of success. What is it that you've been telling yourself about your goal that maybe you didn't even really notice, that maybe you hadn't quite defined for yourself? I would love to hear about it. Be sure that you leave a comment wherever you're watching or listening so that we can have the conversation. And of course, you know, you are invited over to the Killer Beehive where, where every week we host a Q&A where I can answer your questions really directly and we can talk about about how to define your personal success. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon.